Good afternoon, Mr. Blackshear. This is Priscilla Galvez, and this is Smith Rodriguez. We are doing this podcast from the film, Sorry to Bother You. And the theme is fitting in to get the lifestyle people think will bring happiness. And the key points we're going to be speaking about is poverty, class, gender, race, stereotypes, and relationships. So Priscilla, what did you think about the movie? The movie was very, very interesting. It was weird. It was... I wasn't expecting to see the things I've seen in this movie. What I do understand, one of the key points was poverty. In the beginning, he was living with his uncle mm-hmm. in a garage with his girlfriend. His uncle was behind on his rent. And he was going to lose his house within four months. And he kept begging Cash about the rent over and over again. So at that time, Cash was in the process of looking for employment. And his uncle gave him a car, but it was a bucket. Mm -hmm. It was a car that was jacked up from the outside and possibly the inside too and it wasn't functioning the way it's supposed to it was overheating they had to push the car at one yeah. point I thought it was gonna blow up right <laughs> so they were um they were it, statistic wise mm-hmm. they were trying to survive yeah you yeah. know yeah. so I understand you know looking at poverty that sometimes poverty can have you in a situation in life where you are desperate to obtain any position just to provide for a certain lifestyle. So what happened in the interview with Cash? I know that he was literally desperate for anything. Mm -hmm. And um, I know he had two medals. One of them he said um, that he put on his resume that he was employee of a month at a bank. Mm -hmm. And then... um, the manager the hiring manager that was interviewing him he was like well how are you uh how are you uh employed of a month when i was working around that time so he knew he was lying Mm. then he had a trophy i believe it was from football and he's like well so you lied about um the employee note a month so where did you get that i'm pretty sure you didn't earn that did you steal it Mm. and then he's just like well i desperately need this job like right. I really need it and he got hired in so he was happy about that mm-hmm. that he got hired in with that but it seems like he, he did anything to get in the job right in the jobs yeah yeah that's um I think that's something that a lot of people even in today's world we we tend to do that or we over exaggerate sometimes because you that's when you really want to get a job and then you you let them know um you see the resume and they're like oh you did this and that some jobs i know they call the Mm -hmm. employees so he i believe he even told him so if i call this person um will they answer me and i know one of them was his friend Mm -hmm. and he's like well you know your friend that just came in as an interview he answered me so that's not like he caught him up in all the lies that right. it was right. and then his friend was right there was like hey he's like oh wait <laughs> right yeah. right and it's crazy because even though he still got the job and he was ecstatic about it 
he really did not know what he was putting himself in. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure you could see how he was like, what do I do? Right. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, um, now we're going to turn into speaking about class. You know, sometimes um, people sacrifice the things they had just so they can elevate in the industry. Mm-hmm. So they'll do basically anything, just like he did anything in the beginning in the interview to lie about his medals and his awards, and it never happened. So now he's sacrificing to help his uncle pay the mortgage so he won't lose his house, even though at the end he still loses his house. Yes. And then as Cash started to be successful... Or let's rewind that. How did he become successful? Because in the beginning, he was struggling. Oh, yeah. People were hanging up on him. He was getting stressed out. There was a couple scenes that was transitioned when he was talking to him over the phone, but he could directly see the people. Mm-hmm. So I think that brought him discouragement. And then so what did he have to do in order to start to be, you know, to start getting more successful. getting more success in his position. Yeah, I believe what he did was um, well, he had one of the uh, co-worker next to him um, and he told him, you know, with that voice or with you having that voice, um, you're not going to get anywhere. So that's when um, he told him, you need to have a white voice. And he's like, what is a white voice? So he kind of demonstrate what was a white voice. And then I was like, and he's like, okay, like, how do I do that? Mm-hmm. So he's like, you have to do it somehow. I don't know if you want to you, <laughs> demonstrate. You, would you like to demonstrate? <laughs> well, like, Liz, I, you work in retail, so have you ever changed your voice? I to have. Get, yeah. Yeah? I have. Um, for if I want to sell something, like mm-hmm. for I know I work I work at Big Five and we have to sell uh, March of Dimes, which is um, a sticker that you get or a dollar, whatever it is, that goes to the babies that are um, not in good health or they're born um, with defective or anything mm-hmm. like that. So um, usually our manager tells you know you have a quote. So what I do is like I. Um, I get the customer, and then at the end, you know, other than I also we have to get their email to for, for e teams. So, so like, how do you sound? Let me see that white voice, girl. <laughs> Let me see that. What is that really white voice? It's usually like sweet. So I'll be like, oh hey, you know, uh, would you like to uh, donate for the Oh my god, girl! Oh my goodness! <laughs> right? And I'm like, dude, would you like to donate something? And um, so then after they're like, oh, how much would you like? Like, how much can I donate? I'm like, well, anything you like. You could donate a dollar. You could donate five dollars, ten dollars, whatever you like. And then they'll donate it. And so it's funny because one of my coworkers are like, how much? How would you? How do you get forty in like a four hour shift? And I could only get five. I'm like, well, I kind of changed her little voice. Like, what do you use? And it's funny because she demonstrates. Like, oh my gosh! Like how you did? <laughs> like she said it. I'm like, no, that's how I do it. <laughs> I'm like, it's just sweet. So that's something that. It's not a white voice, but it's a sweet voice, or maybe it is a white voice. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> and I, I do work in Rancho. 
Oh, so, wow. <laughs> I do work in ranchos. So. Right. See, you could work at Big Five over here in San Bernardino on South Hood, and you'll still get the get donation. The, yes. And over there is like, no, you have to sound a little bit sweeter. Sophisticated. Yes. You have to sound mm-hmm. like you're somebody with class. Yes. Yes, yes. Mr. Blackshear, this is nothing but inequality that we keep seeing over and over and over again. It's ridiculous. Okay. So that was good. That was really, really good. (laughs) Now, we see also in the movie that he was trying to adjust into a lifestyle he was not used to. Mm -hmm. So we see him doing good. He started speaking strictly white voice. And he started seeing his promotions go up. Yeah. And his little light, his little light dinging and dinging and dinging. And people were loving it. Mm -hmm. Even the white people. Mm -hmm. So we see that um he he upgraded his car he upgraded his home yeah, and it was that. beautiful oh, yeah, his house was was a banger yeah once you know, he got promoted out, to the white line right right yeah. the power line the power line there you go he was <laughs> able to look out the window and he had a beautiful view and everything was looking nice but as he started to grow and get bigger and bigger he began to lose his friends mm-hmm. and he lost his relationship with his girlfriend as well because even his girlfriend told him i don't like the way you sound mm-hmm. i miss the man that you were before mm-hmm. so every time he would play around with her and you know the with white, his white voice she always had an issue with it and i know at that time when he got promoted for the um power line um they were actually having a protest about mm-hmm. them um not getting paid for to pay anything like they were not getting paid so right i know the um the two best friends and the girlfriend they're like okay let's go and he actually went to one of the protests like when they were gonna actually gonna meet up and get things happening mm. so he went and i believe that's the day that he got promoted so that uh when they did the protest he was just like i i'm not gonna be part of it i'm not gonna be part of it i'm a go in to where I'm supposed to and that's when everybody was just like okay like you're done he right. lost everybody he lost his girlfriend yeah. the one that was always there for him mm-hmm. and she was even working with him so they could actually get more money to pay the uncle's house and right. it still didn't happen right and he's just that's when everybody was like okay <clears throat> you betrayed us right and um yeah and we still see though before he started to get big before the uh, before the protest. The girlfriend did move in with him in mm-hmm. the new crib, but she was still not having it. And mm-hmm. she told him, if you go back one more time, it's over. I cannot be in a relationship with mm-hmm. you. And he was still persistent with his job. And, you know, not only that, I really believe with all my heart that men, when they're not working for some men, they go crazy. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like their pride. It's their ego yeah. where they feel like they have to work to provide. No, that's and not, so yeah. that's I feel like that's another thing why a lot of men, they settle for less or they settle for anything just to get some money. They will sacrifice their, their uh, growth in their marriage, their kids. And anything else just so they can go and provide. And that w- that's something that makes them f- 
feel like they're fulfilling. That yeah. fulfills them as a man. Yes, yeah, and it, being it, the provider and showing them that he has powered as well. <coughs> he didn't. He felt like he didn't have anything basically before he even got this job and got promoted. Like he felt like, okay, I have this. I got this. Right. I could do anything. And once he got to the power line, I know he was getting like um, deals like. Ten thousand billion dollars like he was actually selling there more than everybody else and every time you see like oh they're drinking champagne um celebrating and all that stuff that's right yeah right and then we also saw that um there was a part in the movie where steve wanted him to rap Mm -hmm. oh that's when he uh his manager asked him okay we one of the higher level wants to see you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, who's that? And he's like, Steve. So that's when he was like, okay, who's that? I'm like, okay, let's go. Mm-hmm. And when he went in there, he was like, what's all this? You know, like it was all luxury, power, drugs all over the place, alcohol. alcohol. Like, women. Yes. Naked women having sex. Yeah, everything. And that's when, yeah, Steve was like, you know how to rap. Right. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> and that's one of the stereotypes mm-hmm. in the movie. Just because you're black, people think that you can rap. Yeah. I'm not black, but I know I got bars. Mm-hmm. I kind of rhymed right there, too. <laughs> no, before I said what I just said right now. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, it's just crazy. It's crazy. And then when he was rapping, he wasn't even really rapping. The only word that he was saying is nigga. Nigga, 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 nigga. And then everybody. There was. wasn't no other word that he used? No, he wasn't. It wasn't. It was just that word. Nigga. Yeah, it was only that word. And then they were doing the sound, the the background music, and it was only that word. And it's, Right. It was, and everybody was bumping to it. Like yeah, it, and I'm like, look at them. Like, what's going on? And it's right. funny because everybody, if you see, it was like just white girls right. white um, and you notice have you noticed that i don't know about you but i grew up with black people all my life and yeah. i've noticed that when black people um when black people demonize themselves mm-hmm. Like when they're... When they put themselves low. Oh, okay, okay. When they... When they basically... They make themselves look like a fool mm. in front of white people or okay, yeah. Hispanics. I see that the Hispanics and, well, mostly white people, mm-hmm. they love that. Yeah. They love to see that. They love to see us... Um, well, basically every culture. Minorities. They, yeah, they they like to see us like not doing good. Right. Like they, they like to see us, you know, look like a fool mm-hmm. in the media, wherever, whatever, wherever it is. And I feel like that was just an example too, like <clears throat> how white people try to control black people. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then I know when that was happening, um, he, Steve, was had a lot of girls. Mm-hmm. So obviously that's something like, oh, yeah, you know, you're up here. You can have everything that you want. Mm-hmm. But one thing that bugged me that we see that they saw or other people see 
woman as an object. Right. Because, um, I mean, I'm, I don't care about bad words or whatever it is, but how he said it, well, you know, I know you could rap. These cunts don't have nowhere to go. And mm-hmm. it's like you're using them as an object. Like, right. that's not To right. entertain the object. Yeah, like, that's not right. Like, you should respect women. Regardless right. what it is. And I know you said that at the bar, was it? At yeah, the at the bar they were watching a film that they were showing um, on the screen. And it was a man hitting a woman on her face and she was just bleeding out. And he didn't just hit her once or twice. It was like about five times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I guess also in that movie it was a lot of disrespect toward mm-hmm. women you know, um, women were basically less than men and mm-hmm. using them, like you said, as objects, using them for sex, you know, and exposing it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, like, even though he was growing in rank, at the end of the day, when he would go home, he went home alone. His yeah. girl was always there, but he lost her also to the point that she even started kissing on his friend, mm-hmm. his, his old friend. friend. Yeah. So it's like, no matter what rank you're in, if you're, if you have selfish motives, you're gonna still be empty at the end of the day. Of course, yeah. You're not gonna be fulfilled. You sacrifice everything that meant everything to you, mm-hmm. just to have a career, and be in an industry where. Drugs, sex, power, class, Mm -hmm. lust, all that was was the hype. Yeah. And that's where it got to his head a lot because he um, was struggling. And then Mm -hmm. after, like, once he got promoted, he was like, hey, I'm getting all this money. Mm -hmm. I'm getting all this money. I'm doing better and everything. So it got to his head. Right. Right. It got to his head to the point that he didn't care about nothing else. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah. <clears throat> Let's talk a little bit about when he met Steve. When he met Steve and then um, we saw the powder that was symbolized or mistaken for cocaine. Mm-hmm. But it was just a capsule and that symbolizes to transform humans into half horse and human. Mm-hmm. I know that he he didn't even know what that was at first. Like, he was like, okay, because I saw a lot. Like, I think he probably didn't have cocaine at first, or he didn't even know it was cocaine. And I think he did know it was he, cocaine because when he went upstairs, mm-hmm. he was like, basically like, man, F that, mm. F it. He got mm-hmm. the thing and he started sorting it. Yeah. But he didn't know what he was snorting. Yeah. He yeah, thought yeah. it was cocaine. It was cocaine, yeah. But it wasn't. It was, it a, was capsule. a capsule that was going to transform him into a horse. Yeah, and I know because he um, <coughs> he made a lot of cells. I think his manager wanted to get him into a Steve because he's like, okay, you're making a lot of cells. Well, maybe you could sell this product for me. Mm-hmm. And, but he didn't know what he was getting himself into. Right. Until he went to the mistakenly went into the restroom or he was going to go to the restroom and went to a door that was not the restroom. 
and you just he was hearing voices and he was saying like hey help me help me he was like why would i help you because he thought they were in the restroom and once the curtain opened he was like what's going on and he was like what is this like he just it's like am i tripping am i did i did something that it wasn't supposed to be and i know he left his phone there and he walked out Mm-hmm. And he peed on himself. Yeah, he peed on himself. <laughs> because he was shocked yeah. at what he saw. Yeah. And I know Steve was like, oh, well, I told you this, the the other door, not that. So what the hell is this? Like, he was just tripping. Like, what right. are you doing? And then Steve tried to cover it up and say, see, that's why I wanted you to watch the movie mm-hmm. before you went to the bathroom so I could explain everything to you. And you would understand. And yeah. the industry that was underneath that film was called Worry Free. Mm-hmm. So, worry-free turned into stress mm-hmm. after he saw everything he wasn't expecting to see what he was seeing. Yeah. And th- you know what? I really I really believe that in certain industries, and uh, certain industries, I feel like when you do go up in rank, there are so many things that you have to do to get more money. Mm-hmm. I've heard people sacrificing their own family. Mm. I've heard just so many things. Drug dealing. You have to do, like, laundering money. So many things, right. And I know some, like, some famous people, so whatever they are, um, they even get killed because they don't want to do it. Right. If you don't want to, like, they'll let you know you don't want to do it. Okay, there you go. Right. And that's how a lot of, um, I know, like, in the industry of... uh, like on the Mexican side, kind of, I know they all want it. Most likely, most of all the um, singers, they wash money, laundry money, or they're in the drug lord. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to get in it, that's when you get killed. Right. And they're like, it's they make it seem like it's not. It was just you know a coincidence that they get shot mm-hmm. at a show. <clears throat> but when right. you see deep deep in, that's. That what was happened. the reason. That was right. the reason why. Because you said no. So with him, he was like, he left. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what's going on? And I believe, and he was just so scared that he ran to his ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And she came, I think, at the house. She's like, hey, like, you call me, like, at 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning. I just didn't want to answer because I know you were going to say BSs and stuff like that. And I believe she didn't even see the video. Until he's like, oh, well, let me see the video. I can't find my phone. And the phone on the video, it was the horse half human and then Steve threatening them. And then that's when the girlfriend was like, well, we, you need to say something. We need to say something. Right. And he's like, well, they're not going to believe me. So <coughs> what am I supposed to say? And he's... Um, then she's like, well, you have to do something about it. And mm-hmm. he went on the news, every news, every news, and show the video. Mm-hmm. And show the video. And I know that one of the, the first one that he went, because you know how he got hit by the... Right. By and the it was soda. that white lady. Mm-hmm. She said, before we show your video, he was wrapped in, he was covered in shit, huh? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And then he's like, and then we'll show your video. He's like, well, I need a word And to he know got this. beat up. He got beat up by a couple... He got beat up by a couple men uh-huh. that held him down, and yeah. then he was covered in shit. Yeah. And, you you know, it's so crazy. Um, I've noticed, too, that in the industry, 
it depends on what it is, right? Um, when people start exposing the truth of what's really going on in that industry, mm-hmm. those people end up getting killed mm-hmm. soon after that. Yeah. And instead of him getting killed... He was getting beat up. That's not it. only that, the the capsule that he snorted eventually had him turn into a horse at the yes, end. Yes, yes. Um, b- because he told him it was coke and it wasn't. Right. And then horses symbolize power and masculine, and they used the horses for slavery, symbolic for how black people used to be treated. Yeah, so I know, like, after that, he was just like, let's show this video. Right. Let's show this video. And if you notice in the movie, it didn't even work out. Right. Steve ended up getting more fame. Mm-hmm. And he was coming up on TV. Mm-hmm. And nothing was really working. It was like a lose and lose situation. Mm-hmm. He went into this industry. Yes, he was making a lot of money. But he lost so many things. And then at the end, he still turned into a horse, half horse. Mm-hmm. And see, not only that, like, for the closing of this podcast, I wonder, when he turned into a horse, did his girlfriend stay with him? Mm-hmm. Did, did he up? link up with the other horses and started doing whatever they were doing? Because we did see the horses mistreat people, killing mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. But the horses saved him. Yeah, because he, he saved them. Like, I right. believe he saved them, and he was like, okay, well, you know, you saved us. Mm-hmm. And I believe, like, after that, they got together and went to Steve's house. Mm. They went to Steve's house, and then that's when he said, sorry to bother you. And then the movie ended. Right. And then I'm like, I was upset. <laughs> right. Because we're like... It didn't give us any more details about yeah. what happened next. So, that is the closing of our podcast. Thank you, Mr. Blackshear, for sharing this weird video to us but we did see we did see a lot of key points the purpose of it right and how we still struggle with inequality and how we have to basically be someone we're not to get up there right as like how he had to use the white voice exactly Mm -hmm. and guess what i'm gonna choose to be me no matter what (laughs) Only if I have to sell some stuff, I will. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good night. (laughs) Have a good night. Bye-bye.